आकाशवाणी का ये दिल्ली केंद्र है लीजिए सुनिए बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट श्री अनिकेत वर्धन के साथ बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट एडवाइजेस सेफ्टी एट ऑल टाइम्स डिस्कसेस ऑन रेस राइडिंग व्हाट सेलिब्रेट्स द स्पिरिट ऑफ मोटरसाइकिलिंग एंड हाउ season of the biker radio broadcast india's exclusive podcast on motorcycling celebrating its heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of its community one legend at a time i'm shandy and i'm sunny now change is perhaps the new normal but then who said we're normal so new season always it's still rock and roll over here Well opening the show for us this season is a man we've been waiting for to connect for over a year. He's one of the most iconic motorcycle builders of Indian origin ever. And our excitement of finally being able to interview him in person met a cruel fate thanks to the lockdown. So near yet so far. We had no option but to use VoIP technology to fix that. Now some people doll up their rides, some strip theirs down to a bare back. The more adventurous tinker with the engines, some even with the frame and fewer dare to rig up a ride right from scratch. However, rarely does anyone take that unbelievable giant step of fabricating a new engine by casting molten metal in a foundry. and then machining it day and night and night and day until they arrive and mark their place in history this man cast and built himself a motorcycle crankcase that allowed him to take two royal enfield bullets and combine the two hearts to beat as one as the musket v twin he's been a diy junkie a design student a professor a machinist a musician a son a friend a philosopher a poet a fabricator extraordinary the man the legend whose handcrafted v twin engine has got even people like the number one international motorcycle designer max hazen and celebrity impresario and motorhead jay leno super excited and to inaugurate our third year on the road please welcome on the biker radio broadcast the fabricator genius of the musket v twin engine from columbus ohio aniket vardhan Thank you, thank you, शुक्रिया शुक्रिया 
यार ये वॉइस एक्चुअली बहुत क्लियर लग रही है आई थिंक इसकी इसी से सही नहीं हो जाएगा ये साउंड वाउंड रिकॉर्ड करवा रहे हो मेरे से हम हम माफी चाहते हैं हम वैसे जेल लड़ों से कम नहीं है कोई है ठीक है आप तो जहाँ पे हो हमारे बारे में सुना नहीं होगा लेनो साहब ने जिंदगी में ऐसे नजारे नहीं देखे जो आप लोगों ने देखे हुए हैं वो पीछे हैं आप आगे हैं तो क्या हुआ उसके पास रॉकेट पावर्ड गाड़ी है हमारे पास बैल गाड़ी है जो उसके पास नहीं है और बोलो मेरे भाई को भी नैनो से बहुत प्यार है उसने अपनी पिक्चर में एक सीन में नैनो डाली थी पिक्चर बनाता है वो वो हरामी कुत्ता है अगर आप दोनों ने डेली बेली देखी थी तो वो उसने बनाई थी क्या आमिर खान फाइनली एक्चुअली सॉ द स्क्रिप्ट जस्ट कॉल्ड एम एंड सेट की भैया तू इधर आ जा तेरी पिक्चर हम बनाते हैं फोन बंद कर उससे बात करते हैं <laughs> मैं अभी उसका नंबर देता हूँ तो उसको कुमाले वो बंबई में बैठ के उस समय उसकी अकल बिल्कुल धाराशाही हो गई है क्योंकि वहां पे अकेले सड़ रहा है अपने फ्लैट में वहां पे कुछ नहीं हो रहा मुंबई में सबसे ज्यादा केसेस हैं और वो बैठ के डिप्रेस हो रहा है राइटर टाइप वैसे भी होते ही हैं ये मूडी वूडी मूड डाउन मो लड़का के बैठे रहते हैं तो तुम लोग उसका इंटरव्यू करो क्या नाम है उसका मस्त रहेगा अक्षत वर्मा अच्छा तू वापस सो जा जाके <laughs> मैं तो उठा हुआ था आप सो रहे थे जापना <laughs> आपके ऊपर तो पंखा कर रही थी लेडीज है कि नहीं यू नहीं वाली एक आपको कबाब बना के खिला रही है अंगूर लटका रही है आपके मुंह के ऊपर एक एक करके आप अंगूर खिला रहे हैं आपकी गर्मियां तो ऐसी बीती हैं हम यहाँ पे यहाँ पे जनरल पब्लिक तो हम हम जैसे है गर्मी में बैठते हैं बिना पावर के अनिकेत वर्धन वेलकम टू द बाइक रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट वेलकम टू इंडिया हाँ यार शुक्रिया जी बहुत दिन हो गए इधर नहीं आए हुए <laughs> गलती मैंने 16 फरवरी को करी जब मैं बहुत खुशी से और बहुत अच्छे मिजाज में सोचा कि यार चलो जाके घूम के आते हैं right. थोड़ा जरा नजारे देखे जाए देश के right. और घूमेंगे फिरेंगे नाचेंगे गाएंगे ऐश करेंगे और क्या वगैरह हाउ लॉन्ग एस इट बीन सिंस यू वर लास्ट हियर इन इंडिया Actually, I was here just last year. Oh. Um, I came twice. I came in February and then I came in July. Okay. And uh, both times it was family uh, uh, stuff going on, which mm. was a little difficult. So, mm. the last year, two trips were taken, and then again, stuff related to that still had to be taken care of this year, and hence the February trip, mm. which was going to be two months. But I don't know. And you were going to Goa, oh. and you were going to Bangalore. That was on my list. Goa, uh, Bangalore, uh, probably Pune. I wanted to go to some places which have a fair amount of manufacturing and okay. uh, machining kind of stuff going on. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Goa would not be for that reason. Goa is because I have some old friends there, and I've never seen Goa. Mm. And uh, Bangalore, yes, there is manufacturing stuff which I wanted to look up there. Probably Chennai also. Mm. How long have you been in the U.S. now? It's been twenty years. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the 21st year. 99 में गया था मैं पहले. Mm-hmm. Okay. तो 2020 में 21वां साल. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V Twin and you are listening to The Biker Radio Broadcast.
I come to think of it, Sunny, the McLaren, and I don't know about this, but in all probability, doesn't even have an aircon. No, but but that's typical of Jay. I like the way you call him Jay now. Uh, but from Jay walking to some Jay talking, right? The Musket V Twin is the equivalent of riding shotgun on two bullets. Three fifty or five hundred, whatever be your ride. Imagine riding two of those. at the same time that is the explosive power under a bubbling four stroke that can thunder on demand the fact that the engine is called the musket it seems obvious that it is inspired by the historic royal enfield bullet and what a tribute it has been to the iconic classic it would have been uh, interesting to know what the object of desire was what came first hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket p twin and this is the long way home I think it was a few months at least that I was riding the bike around and it still had royal enfield written on the tank yeah and fit ojaki i need to give it a whole new paint job yeah uh, had a desi paint job which was really shitty the stuff was bubbling and peeling off hmm. and uh to maine i i just stripped the whole bike down and i did a whole new paint job and at that point of time i was thinking ki yaar iska to kuch naam rakhna chahiye and that at that point of time the uh, historical gun reference is what you know eventually happened clearly what you uh, what you have built is in celebration of the bullet rather than mm. a volley right <laughs> i like the sound of that yeah <laughs> yeah the musket was an old rifle from back in the 1800s mm-hmm. and because the bike's called the bullet i just wanted a gun related historic name Yeah. Mm. Uh, this was one of the names which popped out at me and I like the sound of it. Yeah. And the interesting thing is this that there was a musket which was called the Enfield musket. Really? Yes. I I I'm still not positive if it's the same company which used to make guns which eventually started to make motorcycles but there was uh, a musket called the Enfield musket and I'm not positive it was the same company which was the enfield company which started making the bikes later on or whether it was a separate company which made the rifles we big big very good friends with the historian of royal enfield we'll ask him that question yeah absolutely who's this person gordon may oh gordon may yeah yeah i've been in touch with him it's been years though yeah it was right when i put out the very first v twin that i exchanged some emails with him he'd written to me i'd written back and uh, yeah. we had a nice chat it's been a while yeah Yeah, we met him last year. Uh, oh, it's been a while actually. Yeah. Oh, last year. No, we met him. Year, right? We met him a year and a half back, and then we met him six months back again. Yeah. Very good. So, does he? He keeps coming to India then. Yeah, we have this uh, rider mania happening in Goa. No, so for the last oh, two years, yeah, Sunny yeah. and I, I have been. Yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to come to rider mania for a while, but it just never works out. So we set up a live radio station this time, so that people like you could sample it sitting in Columbus, Ohio. Oh lovely. I didn't know yeah I would have tuned in this year. <laughs> yeah well let's hope right. that we have another one this year. Oh shit you're right man. There's yeah. probably low chance that Rider Mania is going to happen this year. Well you never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Hope springs eternal man. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V Twin and you are listening to The Biker Radio Broadcast. Now hope does spring eternal and 
just before we put this show out, we chatted up with the legendary Gordon May, who's our eternal fountain of information on motorcycling history, particularly around the Royal Enfields. And we asked him a little more about the musket. My name's Gordon May, 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 May. and I'm here with Biker Radio Rodcast. Muskets are a lot older in armaments, I think, than yes. rifles. I don't know much about armaments, but my understanding is muskets are sort of century, and maybe a century before yes. the development of the rifle. And uh, okay. yeah, Royal Enfield's connection was that they made parts for the Royal Small Arms Factory of Enfield in Middlesex, and they were making rifles at that time. So this is 1892. Right. Oh, okay. So no, they didn't. They weren't involved in making muskets, but it's a great name for a Royal Enfield motorcycle. Of course yeah. it is. <laughs> but was there ever uh, a rifle that had the Enfield insignia on it? Uh, no, was it? That's where a lot of people get confused because it was the Royal Small Enfields factory. They produced the Enfield rifle, but the Enfield okay. rifle had absolutely nothing to do with Royal Enfield. Oh, okay. In terms of uh, Annika, he sent me an email when he'd first fired up that engine for the first time. Uh, so it was 10 years ago. He's just celebrated 10 years, hasn't he? And I remember watching that with just huge admiration and excitement for him because his excitement, you've watched that video the first time he fires it up. <laughs> his excitement is just, oh, it's contagious. I mean, oh, yeah. What an achievement to have created that, having to learn the skills necessary along the way yes. to, to, to machine it, not only just to design it. And, and there it is. It fires first time and settles into a steady rhythm. Uh, just a, a, an amazing achievement. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I remember that very moment of seeing that for the first time 10 years ago really fondly. Yeah. Remarkable achievement, and I, and I like the way he's gone about it as well because he's kept it simple. He hasn't gone for high tech. He's just kept the the essence of what a period V twin would have been like had Royal Enfield been making them at that time, and I, I, I like that very much. Never had the chance to see one in the metal, so to speak, let alone had the opportunity to ride one. But they do look and sound wonderful. My name's Gordon May, 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 and I'm here with Biker Radio Rodcast. Gordon May there speaking in appreciation of the musket V-twin. And we in turn asked Aniket what he had to say about Royal Enfield's new parallel V-twins. If I had the choice to buy a Triumph Bonneville or the Royal Enfield 650 uh, Continental, yeah. I would buy the Royal Enfield. And uh, I think that 650 they've done is a lovely bike. Mm. If I was into buying new bikes, I would get one because it's such a nice bike. I took a test ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bike hai yaar. It's, and it's such an amazing price. It's right. a heck of a deal. Okay. Bilkul. And and there's a lot of, uh, you know, hardcore classic bike people all across the world who are saying the same thing. Mm. There's a fair number of British guys uh, who have got the videos on YouTube talking about how much they love the Royal Enfield Continental GT. Right. Uh, what's the other one? The... The Interceptor. 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 Yeah. So there's a lot of these, you know, 60s, uh, you know, British rocker kind guys who used to ride those bikes back then. Right. And they know their stuff. 
who are doing these reviews on YouTube saying this is a really nice bike and why they like it more than other bikes like it and all of that stuff. And I'm seeing eye to eye with them. You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Up next is the Biker Radio Soundboard with Binil Varghese. He's got a plan on how to get your bike out of the lockdown and road ready. Biker Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. Hi, I'm Binil Varghese from leavetheroad.in, a blog about motorcycles, life and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today, we are talking about getting your ride road ready after the lockdown. Check the air pressure in the tires as air can leak over time. Tires, if left deflated for long periods, are prone to cracks. Check the treads carefully to ensure the rubber has not cracked. Ensure the battery is charged, especially in motorcycles without a kickstart. If they are down, you may be able to revive it by jumpstarting the motorcycle. If not, you will need to charge the battery externally. It is always wise to disconnect the battery terminals during hibernation. Check all the cables and levers for free movement and ensure they work as expected. A touch of lube for your chain and levers can work wonders. Motorcycles parked in sheds or exposed to the elements will need a more thorough and professional checkup and it is best that you make that your first pit stop after you get your ride up and running. Check if your motorcycle needs an oil change or top up. Brake shoes are your lifeline. If you know how to do it yourself, make sure your ride is well healed or get help. Swing an eye over all the electricals to ensure they are working as expected. The local wildlife has a weakness for wires and not everyone has been in lockdown. Check the entire wiring harness for visible signs of destruction or fatigue. Finally, if you haven't got yourself a roadside assistance, now is a good time to get your ride covered. It's only a few hundred bucks for the assurance. That's it from me, Binil Varghese from leavetheroad.in. Catch my long-term ownership review of the BS4 Royal Enfield Himalayan at leavetheroad.in. I will be back with another edition of the Biker Radio Soundboard and we will be talking about masks. Listen, connect, ride on. Biker Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. Thanks, Binil. Binil Vargi is there, chipping in for Biker Radio Soundboard. And his blog, leavetheroad.in, is a must read. Welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast. And on the long way home, which is our anchor interview, is the legendary Aniket Vardhan, the designer, fabricator, and creator of the Musket V-Twin, which comes in choices of 700 and 1,000 cc's. And who better to tell us about the specs of the engine but the man himself? So here is Aniket Vardhan talking to us about the Musket V-Twin specs straight from the horse's mouth. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket V-Twin and this is The Long Way Home. So for the sake of our listeners, can you just run us through the specs of this engine? What is it? What do you call it? What What are the specs? What is it? It is a vintage-inspired, uh, classic British-inspired uh, V-twin engine, mm. which retains the bore and stroke of either the 350 or the 500 bullet. I can build either a 700cc V-twin or a 1000 V-twin, depending on what the client wants. It retains 
the stock gearbox, the output of this engine would theoretically be double that of the corresponding Enfield engine, you know, double that of the 350 for the 700, double mm-hmm. that of 500 for the 1000. I have not done uh, an actual dyno test on the bikes. Right. I mean, okay. there are dynos around in Columbus, which, you know, I can probably go and book a dyno thing, but it really wasn't the the aim of this project to see how, you know, how fast the thing's going to go and how many horsepower it's going to make. Right. Yeah. That really isn't what a bullet is about. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's basically been by the seat of my pants that, you know, I can tell how it's running. And I mean, I must say that these my 1000s can frighten me in terms of how good the pickup is. I mean, they will really get up and go. And the mm-hmm. 700 is not going to have that such an explosive pickup, but it's still a very nice, adequately powered bike, which wins over in smoothness because... It really is such a smooth bike because the pistons of the 350, mm. they are like 380 grams um, total, and it's it's a fairly light piston. So specs wise, it would just be it's it's a four stroke, um, long stroke V twin with um, a wet sump crankcase. It can have points ignition or electronic ignition depending on what the customers want. I've got double the oil flow for double the heads. You know, it's got two cylinder heads now and each one of them needs to be lubricated and the amount of oil flowing is now double to compensate Mm. that and uh, same thing with the crank and conrod bearings. There's two connecting rods, two big ends, so there's double the oil flowing to them. Mm. So uh, it retains, you know, as many internal components as possible so that if anything needs replacement, it will be a standard bullet part. Or it will be something which needs a little modification, which uh, I do. Uh, okay. For example, the the push rods in the engine, they're shorter in my engine than the bullet engine because the cams are higher up. Right. And uh, I take stock push rods and I shorten them and install those. Um, I make the crank myself using the stock flywheels. Um, okay. Oh. I, uh, the ignition points are the same as the stock points, like the standard Lucas Enfield points are uh-huh. what's used. The standard Lucas condenser is what I use. So, I mean, with a little bit of explanation, a guy who's a good bullet mechanic can be made to understand perfectly well how this engine works and he'd be able to work on it. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket V-Twin and you are listening to the Biker Radio Rodcast. So it was Naveen Nandal, I think, of TNT Motors on episode number 37, I guess. Yeah, uh, 37 who first pointed us in Aniket's direction and he mentioned that uh, the world's number one motorcycle designer, Max Hazen, had designed his own musket V-twin motorcycle using Aniket's engine. You know, just the proposition like that was frankly awe-inspiring. It's not very common to find people from the Indian diaspora blazing a trail of their own at the world stage. Yeah, it all sounds like such a huge tribute to the engine and to its builder also. Uh, everybody should check out www.musketwetwin.com for the eye candy. Well, he's even built a 1120cc Magnum which has custom heads and cylinders to go as well. Let's in the meantime listen in to how through a turbulent 2015, Aniket barely managed to deliver the maiden machines amid a collapsing infrastructure. A brief glimpse of how the fire tempers your metal. 
Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the long way home. Uh, Max Hazen's done the Hazen Musket. He didn't give it a different name. He retained the name of the engine as the name of the bike, so that was really nice of him. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, arguably, he's uh, one of the most popular or the uh, you know he's at the top. top he's at the top of the custom builder game in the world in the world and they people like them are queuing up for the musket so that must say something about the engine well he 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 really liked it <laughs> he liked it enough to do two of them i'm very glad and grateful that uh, i got that to happen in in my little project which was which started out as a little personal project just for me because i wanted a v twin bullet and then that turned into a oh let's see if i can make it for other people and then you so know so you just get a call from him how does it work out you call him he, he calls you he wrote to me this was in 2015 and you know i i kind of got to know a little bit more about him um throughout the uh, these bills where we interacted and everything and even he shared that he was facing a really difficult time doing bikes because it's really tough to make a living doing this right and mm-hmm. uh, when you're trying to establish yourself and um you know, make a name for yourself. It could be a long time before someone's going to pay a fair chunk of money and buy a custom motorcycle. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it was it was when he got uh, a really good client, a very wealthy person who wanted to commission something really unique and interesting, and uh, was willing to pay uh, Max whatever it was going to take. And he wanted, I think, uh, he wanted uh, something which is probably a V-twin or maybe would be a knucklehead Harley, which is like a vintage 1940s Harley engine, which is also really cool. Mm. Uh, but Max said, I want to use this engine, which this guy in Columbus makes. Are you okay with that? And the guy was sent pictures and he said, sure, fine, uh, go for it. So that's how uh, Hazen Musket number one uh, got built is because Max told me that he'd been waiting for a while to get a good client so that he could do uh, a build around a musket engine because he really, really liked uh, how it was. Right. Yeah. So that was in 2015 that I built and delivered that engine to him in the early part of 2015. Yeah. And and uh, that, w- that was uh, the, the turnaround time after a really tough period because the way it yeah. happened that the workshop got into a really difficult stretch and uh, uh, they had a bunch of orders get canceled and a big slowdown. So everybody got laid off. Mm. While that was happening, I had gotten my very first order. Um, Mm. That bike, which um, was, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of that. It's on my Facebook recently Mm. and on my website. It's the 1120cc Magnum. I haven't seen that. Well, let me, let me send you the link to that. Uh, this was the very first order I got from a real client paying money. Mm. And I gave myself the additional brief that make this even cooler than the bike you've already made. So that when someone gets this bike from you and they're yeah. going to ride it and show it around, it should have even more special bits. So mm. not only is it the musket uh, engine, it also, the cylinders, I cast <laughs> those myself and I put in bigger cylinder sleeves for an 89 millimeter piston, which gave it a capacity of 1120 cc. Wow. And the cylinders are handmade castings, machined, everything again, uh, did all of that. I made the connecting rods for the engine from high strength 7075 T6 aluminum alloy, which is 
an aluminum alloy which has a tensile strength comparable to steel mm-hmm. uh, used in aftermarket high-performance connecting rods and things like that. It has a kind of a look of a very minimal little bobber. It has this upswept straight pipe exhaust. It's a really sweet-looking bike. So that mm-hmm. was my very first order, and I was in the middle of building that, and I'd taken on this extra headache of doing all these extra parts. Way more work than I imagined it would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then halfway through the project, that client who'd commissioned it, he was a retired motorcycle journalist and collector. He has a bunch of bikes. Uh, he's built bikes. He's done photography for Easy Rider magazine and, oh, wow. uh, you know, B-Twin magazine. He was like a motorcycle guy his whole life. Right. You mm. know, hardcore, proper biker guy. And he, halfway through this project, he got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Oops. And then it turned into this race against time of, I need to build this bike as soon as possible. Because God knows how sick he's going to get and if he's going to be able to ride it. Right. And, uh, and while that was going on, the machine shop pretty much had to do this shutdown and layoff and uh, you know, continue at a very, very reduced capacity of just a couple of guys doing a little bit of work. And that's it. Yeah. And all that shit was going on. And uh, I finished this order, delivered it to this guy at breakneck speed. It was done in July 2014. The workshop had closed down, and I kind of just had this uh, fatigued collapse of like, shit, I can't do anything now. I'm done. I mean, I'd work till like 2 a.m. every day doing this extra stuff, building the engine. At the same time, machining seven sets of castings, which was my first production run. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like collapsed at home after this bike was delivered, and mm-hmm. I figured... It's going to be a while before I can build another bike, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm fried. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V-Twin, and you are listening to The Biker Radio Rodcast. That's what dreams are made of, sweat and blood. And Aniket earned his rite of passage from his boy's dream to a man's pride. We take a back lane here to return to his early years in Delhi, growing up as a dreamy child. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the long way home. What was childhood like? Childhood was uh, quite pleasant and pretty daydreamy and tinkery and making paper models and stuff like that. Well, where were you? Um, reading lots of books. Mm. I grew up in the DU North Campus. Okay. Um, my mom taught there. So I used to uh, spend a lot of my time riding my bicycle in the university gardens, which I have very fond memories of. Mm. Very green area, lots of trees. That old Viceroy's uh, house was Mm. the university office and and, uh, lawns around it were just beautifully kept. And I would take some book and take my bicycle and just go and find a tree and sit underneath and read my uh, you know, Enid Blyton or Hardy Boys or Three Investigators or all the stuff which, you know, kids our age used to read back then. I don't know if people still do that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, back, back in the early yeah. 80s, early, early 80s, 80s is it? and everything, all you could do with your spare time was either play cricket or football with your buddies outside or you could read a book. Right. So, when were you born? Oh, <laughs> 74. <laughs> 
All right. We don't normally ask that, but you know that's part of the deal. Yeah, so that's because we have mostly women on the show. <laughs> they should never know your age, huh? Yeah. And and vice versa. Uh-huh. So, what was childhood like? Like um, brothers, sisters. Uh, elder brother mm. who is uh, you know as crazy in his own uh, strange way he's a writer usko apna karna tha ki he wanted to make movies yeah and i was crazy about cars and bikes and anything which moved and mechanical wow. shit and so so did that come from your dad or where was it coming where was um, all this coming from i I'm, i'm not really sure because in my family there really isn't anybody who does this tinkering making stuff kind of thing okay. people are pretty much either you know in academia or they uh has been officers in the government and things like that lekin wo hathoda aur pechkas aur falan dimkan leke us tarah ke ajeeb kaam karne wale aur koi hai nahi to some strange freak genetic mutation happened yaar ab uska karan kya hai main janta nahi kya pata us din full moon night hogi jab hum you know nikle and all that ki are yaar ye chokra thoda sa pagal niklega to as i so, what school did you go to springdale pusa road hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket p twin and this is the long way home and uh, then uh, you uh, got into architecture is that right yeah wo galti se mistake ho gaya and uh, uh. thing was it was the closest thing possible to drawing and making stuff right So I never really was uh, interested in architecture when I was a kid. I wanted to make stuff, but that was the closest thing. I mean, I couldn't do economics honors in DU, man. I would have freaking hung myself from a window <laughs> in about a month. Uh-huh. Uh, probably taking the opportunity of being depressed by economics to write some deep meaningful love letters to ladies I'd be too shy to say anything to. लेकिन अब मरना ही है तो यार थोड़ी सी अच्छी कुछ चिट्ठी लिख के जाओ थोड़ी सी यू नो थोड़ा सा इमोशन डालो लेकिन मरना तो इसलिए क्योंकि यार ये क्या है यार ये मैथ्स है कि क्या है इकोनॉमिक्स में द फनी थिंग इज दैट दी थिंग वॉजेंट फाउंड आउट अंटिल सम अदर बैकअप प्लान हैव टू बी इन प्लेस सो आई हैड एडमिशन इन टू हिंदू कॉलेज इन इकोनॉमिक्स ऑनर्स एंड आई वॉज रेडिंग द थॉट दैट इज नो वे इन हेल्थ आई एम गोन सर्वाइव दिस एंड आई एम फ्रीकिंग ग्लैड आई डेंट हैव टू गो दैर it wouldn't have happened sawal in your tire but i had to drop out wow kids these days <laughs> no. will die for getting an opportunity to study in delhi university there's a lot more colleges today which never existed back in those days it was those colleges and that was it and here there's universities i've never heard of here pata nahi yahan pe ye college ye institute ye engineering college ye foreign university ka कोलेबोरेशन करके यहाँ पे ये कैंपस है वो कैंपस है एजुकेशन 
दस फ्लोर प्लान बनाने हैं बेसमेंट प्लान बनाना है और लैंडस्केप प्लान बनाना है एंड आपको ये सब जो है परसों सबमिट करना है और दो दिन बाकी है और आप उसको देख के ताक रहे हैं कि यार मैं लाइन बनाना शुरू कहाँ से करूँ एंड सो इट वॉज प्रिटी फ्रॉड प्रिटी स्ट्रेसफुल एंड मेजर बेशरम प्रोक्रेस्टिनेशन एंड अवॉइडेंस यार मतलब आखिरी दो तीन दिन में रो पीट के यू नो सुटा मार के नींबू पानी पी पी के रात को केला खा के यू नो किसी तरह वो काटे वो साल लेकिन मजा भी आया था All that shit when you look back on it now, I was like, yeah, that was fun. That was that was that was fun times. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but but obviously your heart wasn't into it completely, right? So, and uh, you took longer than what normally people do. <laughs> I, In SDA, I'm saying this because yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. SDA, me, I tell you, I tell you, SDA ka third year, mera jo apna original third year tha, usme maine. बेसिकली आर्किटेक्चर स्टूडियो मेन आर्किटेक्चरल डिजाइन कोर्स में मैंने फर्स्ट सेमेस्टर में मेरे ख्याल से आई प्रॉबलीसाइनमेंट एंड आई टर्न इन दाइनल असाइनमेंट एंड जस्ट नॉट इनफ बिकॉज मैं बहुत डिप्रेस हो गया था तो काम ही नहीं दिया काम ही नहीं दोगे तो फिर नंबर नहीं मिलेंगे ये बहुत ही एक इरिटेटिंग और पॉइंटलेस रूल बना के रखा हुआ है सब जगह कि भैया अगर काम नहीं दोगे तो नंबर नहीं मिलेंगे भाई हम सोच रहे थे कि हम जाके बहुत अच्छी तरह मुस्कुरा के सर आपके लिए ठंडा लाऊं कि गरम वो साला पास कर देगा लेकिन नहीं फेल कर दिया सालों ने ध्यान कहीं और था बहुत ही बहुत ही अननेसेसरी जगह था जिसमें कुछ फायदा नहीं हुआ कुछ नहीं मिला लेकिन ध्यान बटारा और काम कुछ किया नहीं तो फिर क्या करें तो जहां पर ध्यान लगाए थे वहां पर कुछ कुछ बात बनी कुछ नहीं बना यार अगर उधर बात बनी तो फिर ध्यान लगा रहता है वो काम के लिए इंस्पिरेशन मिल जाती कि अरे भाई एक तरीके से तो अच्छा ही हुआ ना कि बात नहीं बनी ये आपने ठीक बोला है सर लेकिन ये अकल बहुत बाद में बड़े होके आती है बचपन में बेवकूफी की का खून रगों में दौड़ रहा होता है और वो बेवकूफियत जो की एक उर्दू का खास शब्द है वो बेवकूफियत तभी जाती है जब सर के बाल जाते हैं तेरे तो पहले से उड़ने शुरू हो गए थे थैंक्स यार ये सब तू कम कर रहा था कॉलेज में मेरे बहुत अच्छी तरह बाल थे पापे कॉलेज में मेरे को बालों की कोई कमी नहीं थी कॉलेज के फोटोज देख के मुझे बहुत कष्ट होता है आजकल यार पर एक बात बता मतलब What's with the sideburns, yar? I mean, you had them at that time. You have them now. It's been what thirty years, yar. The sideburns are because, yeah, the seventies were yeah. the fucking time, man. Let's face it, sorry. Yeah. But I huh? still have a bunch of jeans which are flared. You know, for uh-huh. me, rock is Led Zeppelin and freaking Eric Clapton and Cream and all that shit. Yeah. And that particular time when those guys were king, that's what I. Look back on and smile to myself, and that's why यार sideburns हैं और flared भी होगी और दुनिया अपना क्या पहने अपुन को कोई फर्क नहीं पड़ता है अपुन को पहनना है जो अपुन जिसमें मगन रहेगा बस Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket Beat Twin, and this is the Long Way Home. But tell me, I mean, so just just getting back to you know, the seventies and uh, you know uh, the way that you keep yourself and uh, <laughs> I don't really keep I mean, myself in a certain way. I don't really have any dress code. It's just that I have sideburns more often than not. Sometimes I get rid of them and then they come back. That's about it, really. <laughs> There's nothing more. <laughs> 
वर्क इज Uh, a lot of influence out of that time isn't it hmm. that's a really interesting insight which no one's ever said before yeah i appreciate that observation kyunki um i see what you mean i mean are you, are you basically um probably hinting that things are a little less real today and they are more you like yeah. you said you were doing enid blyton and reading that a book when i was that would be when i was 10 <laughs> that was not yeah, would, college <laughs> yeah but but times have changed right i mean so yeah. uh, people do kindle and they do ipads and yeah uh, and it's even other way uh, on your work front you know just those just drawing lines on even if they you didn't want to do them but just making those lines on a big sheet yeah. of paper and just feeling the pencil go or the rotating go You know, all true yeah so so there was a time when i used to kind of you know think that uh, there was something better or simpler or more honest and more mm-hmm. um you know um uh, genuine about the times we remember from our childhood and there may mm-hmm. be a certain truth to that but mm-hmm. then let's picture today um having to sit and draft giant sheets by hand in dozens and dozens in which That's every true. single drawing has to be made all over again because there is no printer there is no plotter um, making a correction by hand and all of that efficiency which is just so taken for granted today mm-hmm. and uh, the speed at which uh, basically design can get communicated is is just so monumentally and exponentially quicker and more efficient i mean these is the softwares uh such right. as revit where uh your 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 it's not just a drawing which is being printed out it's an entire database of the whole project which is there in that file and it's uh, attendant uh, other files in which every single fixture every kind of door frame door window electrical you know receptacle whatever it is every single thing has been specified and documented in that uh cad file Mm-hmm. So just keeping track of information so that everyone's on the same page and mm-hmm. when you send someone that file to execute and it's the contractor and uh they have their electrical guys and they have their HVAC guys and they have the architectural design guys and the structural guys and all the information in that project to specify every square inch of that project it's there in that file it's a fantastic tool so mm-hmm. that that's the plus side of all this development in technology that we've seen and mm-hmm. by the same token there is something about just designing by sketching on a piece of paper which mm-hmm. uh, you know will can't really go away because it's really hard to think fluidly and intuitively uh on a screen you know right. uh with a mouse and all that i mean they're, they're still working on even breaking out that on breaking down that boundary because now not even now actually when i just got into the us right at that time this is mm-hmm. the early 2000s yeah there were mm-hmm. those sketching tablets which we had in uh, the design school where you had a stylus and this flat uh, touch sensitive screen and you're sketching on the screen and 
just imagine that it's Photoshop, but it's Photoshop mm-hmm. with you actually drawing by hand rather than using a mouse. Right. And it's sensitive to your pressure, so it's drawing a darker line or a lighter line, and you can choose any kind of brush, any kind of stroke, any kind of color. And once you've drawn that one thing on the screen, it can then be imported into a CAD program, so you can trace over what you've sketched and then turn it into 3D. Uh, you right. can change the color and the light and shade and all of that. So, so the thing is that um, there is there is a place for both uh, the crazy, amazing technology that we have and the back-to-the-basics, straightforward, simple way of doing things with your hands. That has its place at a certain stage, and the other stuff has its place at another stage, and we don't have to make a decision against either. It's like, Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V-Twin, and you are listening to The Biker Radio Broadcast. Now, we've interviewed bike builders, restorers, modifiers, but we had not met an engine fabricator yet. It's uh, got the same pedigree as a Michelin star chef, growing the herbs, sourcing the right ingredients personally, getting romantically involved with your muse, and turning it into an object art. We wanted to know what the compelling reason was to go to such lengths to build the Musket V-Twin. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket V-Twin and this is The Long Way Home. I'm going to guess that there's been lots and lots of guys who've done this all across the world, but we guys just don't hear about it. That's the thing, mm-hmm. you know. At some point of time, I, uh, you know, I was crazy about getting my hands on old issues of classic uh, bike magazines. Do you, do you remember those Sunday markets in Darya Ganj for books and magazines uh-huh. and all that? And uh, and Kanan Place, maybe there were some shops. They would sell back issues of quote unquote foreign magazines. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, it was possible to get your hands on classic bike guide, right. classic motorcycle magazine, or something like that. And so that was this obsession I had back when I was still in India. Anything I could get my hands on about classic vintage bikes, I would try to read. Right. And uh, in 2008 or seven, I believe, while I was in the U.S., I was uh, lucky enough to take my first trip to England. Mm. And I went there. And one of the coolest places in London for a biker, uh, for a vintage bike lover to visit is the London Motorcycle Museum. Okay. It's mm-hmm. this adorable little museum in one long kind of a shed. And it's okay. just full of classic British bikes. All the Triumphs, Nortons, BSAs, Coventry, Climax. I don't remember if there's a Bruff Superior or not, but a Vincent and all those glorious British bike names. Over there, those guys had stacks and stacks of back issues of classic British bike magazines. Right. So I bought the whole damn stack. And they're heavy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, favorite thing to do in winter when it's snowing outside mm. and uh, you are sipping some hot chai with Adarak in it is keep Purani motorcycle ki magazine deko. Usme sundar sundar photo deko. Aye, aye. So I had that pile and I came across an article on some gentleman who back in the 1980s had done a V-twin yeah. out of using a BSA engine as the basis. 
Correct. This is some fish guy. So again, it's the same thing where someone in in his own workshop uh, on his own decides that I want to make a twin cylinder out of this classic British bike, which is my favorite, right. and it's a single cylinder. So I read that article and I just suddenly you realize that अरे यार ये बहुत बार बहुत लोगों ने किया होगा हमने अभी पहली बार अपने लिए किया है पहली बार लेकिन दुनिया ने ये कहानी built by these mechanically minded gear-headed uh, geeky guys like me and there's all kinds of cool stuff which is built but i just never found out about it bas to main kuch zyada credit le nahi sakta ya lena chahta bhi nahi yaar matlab basically kya yaar har bande ke dimag mein ek apna ek favorite cheez hai yaar main ek din aisa banana chahta hu and bahut log hain wo banate hain yaar bas that's it डैमेजिंग and then you reach a certain age and you look back and say kya dimag kharab hua tha yaar like you must have been nuts you know whether it's whether it's the wrong kind of women or the wrong kind of projects and when you're too young and stupid and too driven by testosterone you're just not thinking about the implications you just like i want to do this uh-huh. and i want this and you just chase it so it was that phase in my life that i managed to like get my hands on tools and if i had not gotten that option I mean, let's say i had not hadn't gotten admission into the into some college in the us mm-hmm. and if i stayed in india i would never have gotten into into a machine shop and been able to build this this never would have happened hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket v twin and you are listening to the biker radio broadcast the relationship between artists and their art has always been of great interest for us and one that has always got our ears to the ground Paradoxically self expression is often fueled by a need to establish one's identity sometimes even the need for validation we probed aniket a bit further to understand if this quest was an expedition in his search for an identity hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket p twin and this is the long way home Do you think it had something to do with your own identity ki main kaun hu ab wo kya hai ki ab budhapa aa gaya hai and you know one one crosses 40 and the way one has looked at something has changed in the time that you've been looking at it fair enough you know so i am thinking now that it might be the opposite where some kind of work or project which absorbs you so much and you feel such a great desire to be engaged in it is something which does the opposite that makes you forget what your identity is okay and i'm saying this after having read some really good books on all of this thing of what is happiness and what makes us happy there's this wonderful book called flow 
Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. you got professor from uh, the University of Chicago with I always have problems pronouncing his name. But for anyone listening in who wants to read it, this is a great book. It's yes. called Flow. And it's Mihaly Chikment Mihaly. It's 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 something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he defines this, you know, the, I mean, he's trying to figure out what makes people happy. And one of the key, you know, things in his thesis is that when we are completely absorbed in an activity to the point that we do not even remember who we are, when we forget any notion of the opposite happens you like so into that that little lick which you are trying to figure out on your guitar or it is that you are a mountain climber and you've got one finger in this little crevice and you've got one you know part of your heel stuck on that little rock jutting out You've forgotten that you exist. Your mind is completely occupied in the activity that you are engaged in. So there's this interesting dichotomy that while you are doing this job which you like so much, you forget everything. You forget you just become a tool or a channel for you know cosmic energy to just flow through you to do that job, to do that task. And you're mm. not even remembering ki, yeah, how is this making me look? Meri selfie kaisi aayegi yaha pe, paado pe. Ye dekho. Oh, bajao, mar gaya. You know? <laughs> so, and at the same time, maybe it's quite true to say ki, jab kaam khatam ho gaya, aur ab usko, you step back and you look at it and say ki, yaar, ye toh kaafi sexy lag raha hai. Right. Ye toh kaafi shoes lag raha hai. Toh maybe then, you know, then it comes into this thing of ki, haa bhai, ye mainne banaya hai, ya ye usne banaya hai, ya jo bhi hai. तो मेरे ख्याल से पुराना वाला स्टेज वो रहता है कि यार ये जो चीज मैंने बनाई है इससे मेरे नाम को कनेक्ट होना चाहिए एंड यू नो पीपल शुड नो कि भाई मैंने बनाया है एंड पीपल शुड लाइक इट एंड ऑल दैट इट प्रॉब्ली स्टार्ट्स आउट लाइक दैट एंड द मोर यू जस्ट कीप एट इट यू रियलाइज कि यार वो थोड़े टाइम के लिए लेता है वेन यू वॉन्ट द तारीफ एंड वैलिडेशन एंड people to look at it and then it changes into kiyat at the end of the day do i like doing this work or not at the end of the day you know is it satisfying to do this work even if no one ever hears about it mm-hmm. right that's the that's the ultimate thing kiyat mai ko agar mujhe wo bajana hai ye musical instrument ya mere ko माउंटेन क्लाइंबिंग करनी है या मेरे को लॉन्ग डिस्टेंस एंडस साइकिलिस्ट बनना है एम आई स्टिल एल्स इज एवर गोइंग टू नो दैट आई एम डूइंग दिस दैट्स द टेस्ट ऑफ वेदर शुड यू बी डूइंग इट और नॉट यू नो राइट वो ये मतलब life shit and tough times and trying to figure out how the hell to make it through another month of not knowing what the hell is going on or dealing with something very stressful that mm-hmm. at some point in time i had to start you know looking into some spiritual guidance and what not so you know whether it's listening to alan watts uh, talks or uh, eckhart tolle there's another guy who helped <laughs> out a lot when i was going really tough times you uh, chose good mentors you guys uh, have listened to this stuff right yes, i mean it's good I, stuff right i did catch a bit of eckhart and he's absolutely amazing oi bilkul 
तो वहां पे अकेले काम कर रहे हो काम कर रहे हो इन टाइम इट्स लाइक यार काम के अलावा और क्या हो रहा है कुछ नहीं हो रहा है इन टू थाउजेंड एंड रिलेशनशिप नो इंटरेस्टिंगली art artist craftsman she was a pottery person uh, okay. made handmade ceramics wow you know, beautiful handmade pottery intricately decorated all of that so most people that. were very supportive of each other's work as in hey man stay up as late and be at the shop mm. as much as you want or be in your studio as much as you want and do your stuff no problem right mm. you know it was it was pretty amicable and friendly it was you know just when you kind of come to a point where you you know realize that it would be better to be on your own without there being any anger or uh any uh you know negative emotions towards the other person like maybe he just wasn't a very good fit nature wise or okay. not so so how many years were you married 10 years it was okay. a full decade okay. yeah i wasn't like hey didn't try hard enough and ran off it was it was a full 10 years right and parted his good friends and uh, stayed in touch and what not for quite a while mm-hmm. after the divorce and uh, you know so that was that hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket v twin and you are listening to the biker radio broadcast well the monsoons are on and our favorite road reporter hashim kayum from karma yatri inbound motorcycle tour operator is in goa at its best We'll take a short break here to escape to the stunning imagery of Goa on our road report which is called My Way where Hashim is clearly riding on a bumpy stretch of paradise. My Way. Hi, this is Hashim Kayum calling on the Biker Radio broadcast and this is My Way. So, currently I'm riding in Goa. Yes, uh, quite a surprise because it's been so many years since I've ridden in Goa at this time of the year because typically this is still the mountain season and I'd be riding in Ladakh but yeah uh, due to covid I find myself in this uh, beautiful monsoon weather and enjoying it like I've not enjoyed for a long long time everything they say about Goa and the monsoons is true everything is lush and green every time there's a break in the weather it's just the perfect opportunity to get out and be on the bike typically we'd be on a long bike ride but due to covid and us uh, being responsible bikers i think you know we should refrain from doing long bike rides at the moment so it's essentially short day rides that i end up taking and uh, goa is perfect for that because uh, there's so many stunning spots that come alive during the monsoons there are small little ponds and pools everywhere waterfalls uh, cascading down the mountain side um, off-road trails become more tricky and uh, challenging so yeah i think you know it's amazing to be uh, riding in goa at this time of the year and uh, enjoying these little short rides 
and uh, excited about uh, potential start to uh, longer bike rides with the covid scenario a little more under control or us having some more knowledge about when the correct vaccine is going to be out yeah till that time i'm going to continue on my little discovery of parts of goa that are unknown and those parts that uh, during season time tend to take a very very different characteristic this is hashim kayum signing off on biker radio broadcast this is my way my way hashim there on my way from karma yatri he certainly seems to always manage to be in paradise it's either haminast in kashmir or in paradise goa if you're on a bike ride and would like to send us your audio you can do that through our whatsapp audio number which is 8920276675 keep it alive or just go to bikerradiorodcast.com and connect with us hi this is aniket vardhan of the musket beat twin and this is the long way home Well, you mm. you kind of started looking back at the road and saying yeah maybe yeah. that was the right yeah. decision maybe it wasn't you said something yeah. about wrong women <laughs> <laughs> a topic best avoided don't you think <laughs> no i love it i love wrong women <laughs> who doesn't love them yeah everybody loves women that yeah. is true right so tell us yeah. about uh, was it a stairway to heaven <laughs> what was the stairway to heaven no it was more like a roller coaster backwards man <laughs> or maybe an escalator the wrong way when you the escalator is going down and you're trying to climb up have you seen those you know movies in which someone's going the wrong way on an escalator <laughs> oh yeah it happens all the time in india <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it happens everywhere man that's the nature of the keep, piece you know but if you keep at it you actually do make it up or down whatever yeah i i've i've i uh, last year in spite of all the incredibly you know demanding hurdles and you know difficult personal things and work things one awesome thing was that i found a really wonderful lady uh, over there and um it's 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 been an absolute blessing to have her in my life that's awesome yes yeah and they, after the divorce in 2012 uh, i was by myself for the entire time i mean i would certainly go out and have coffee and and chat and everything with a lot of people but i was very hesitant to you know get emotionally uh, vulnerable again and you know i'm the old school kind of uh, you know delhi university academia kind of offspring who's been taught to uh, be an absolute uh, thorough gentleman and uh, you know uh, treat women with the utmost respect so i've never made a move on anyone uh, basically i i had a lot of very interesting experiences which were of the you know platonic friendship conversational humor kind and i made a few friends who really became good friends who are still friends of mine mm-hmm. and uh, i used to do you know random shit like i have an okay cupid profile but the messages which i send someone would be a funny rhyme about whatever they said about themselves mm-hmm. or, or or some funny limerick i mean it would often be something which would be funny poetry you know not cheesy shit but really funny shit right mm-hmm. and if 
And uh, I had lady friends in the U.S. who would say that you're crazy. Why are you Why are you sending someone poetry? They would think you're crazy. <laughs> and and I, it would give me some self doubt. But then I had other friends who would say that, "Hey, write exactly what you think you want to write. Right. And if that doesn't work for the gal who receives it, she's not the right one for you." And that makes excellent sense. Yes, it's if always worked that way guy, for you. Going to write a funny poem as his opening message, and if someone thinks that is weird. They're yeah. not my kind of person, so mm. yeah. But so it was it was interesting. It was it was quite a bit of um, you know interesting writing uh, messages uh, which get philosophical and sharing life shit openly about whatever you're going through and right. finding yeah other people respond and share whatever they're going through and you really you know have some kind of a meaningful exchange which doesn't have to get physical. That was what what I was comfortable with. For uh, you know the entire time after my divorce, because it was just like too much pressure and anxiety to get into anything. Because I don't do anything, you know, in a half-hearted way. Either it's there hundred percent, or I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So I never really got into you know casual romance of any kind. It's just not in my wiring. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V Twin and you are listening to The Biker Radio Broadcast. Well, you can build an engine, but despite the best chemistry, you've got to get the wiring right and looks like Aniket's found the ground all right. Well, we've been away for almost 8 months and many of you have been asking us about what we've been up to and why hasn't BRR put out any new episodes? Well, uh, I guess all our lives have been severely affected by what's happened uh, post it was discovered that there is a virus that is going to affect us and not just us everybody and it's turned the whole planet around. So during the lockdown we've been up to some stuff ourselves. Yeah, why don't you tell us about what we did on the BBC? So we actually came out with uh, a session which is still available on the BBC Sounds the documentary. It's called Why India is Mad for Motorbikes. So we were kind of working with the BBC. We had a lot of interviews actually preparing for it. So uh, apologies to the ones that weren't actually picked by the editorial staff at the BBC we had really no choice in that because it was a storyline that the BBC wanted to put out about why India is mad for motorbikes so thanks to all uh, people who actually spent their time talking to us for that episode and thanks to Candida Ashish Rao Rane Sanjay Tripathi and Joshua John for uh, being on the show with us and also all the people who did not like we spoke to Maral there was Niharika i think we even spoke to Naveen who was there Arjun Raina was there we spoke to so many people and uh, you know unfortunately to get all of that compiled down to 27 minutes i think it was not possible but it went off well it was a great start to and our man congratulations it was the bbc yeah, right absolutely So yeah so that's been happening but you've been up to some stuff uh, Shandi yeah as soon as uh, this covid-19 thing started i got uh, pleasantly surprised because the un task force here in delhi was at their wits end trying to put together all the communication that they needed to uh, mm-hmm. in audio uh, so i was lucky because 
through the network of podcasters across the country i was able to reach out to people who are voice over artists mm. people who were uh, you know had capacities at home mm-hmm. and uh, so we just put together a team from all over the country and we would get work from the un they spread it all over the country everyone pitched in from dehradun trivandrum here there everybody just pitched in and uh, it was it took us about nearly Three weeks to four weeks of uh, work for the United Nations, but it was great to be able to participate, especially during a lockdown situation. Everyone was going through a trial, and to be able to be productive around that time, it was it just felt great. But this is what we were up to. But it was to a very great cause, right? So, yes. So that was great. So it felt good. Yeah, obviously. How has it been for you? So, man, I the day this was announced, and mm. there was a little bit of. Uh, uh, preliminary kind of buzz around that said that you know a lockdown was going to happen mm. we really didn't know what the scale and what the severity of it was going to be yeah. but the fear around this was uh, so much so and uh, you know i have uh, as you know uh, i have 12 people in my household yeah so it's an extended joint family yeah and uh, four out of 12 actually have some kind of Uh, I won't call it comorbidities, but you know they are susceptible to uh, illnesses. Mm. So I absolutely couldn't take a chance. So the first uh, three four weeks of lockdown one, I was actually it was it was like for everybody else. But uh, so it's been a little scary. We've been slowly started moving out, mm. only for essentials ever since. Mm. So I guess we'll just have to learn to live with this yeah. for a while, yeah. and we really don't know how it's going to be. how long it's going to stay and uh, when is a vaccine coming <laughs> and uh, so i guess uh, yeah i mean this is just taking small steps out trying Baby to get steps. some kind of normal normalcy right. back into our lives so how is it for you well uh, actually right at the beginning somewhere at the end of february my wife and i we went to rishikesh and we oh, were yeah, yeah. We, we were in this <laughs> satsang where there were people from all over the world <laughs> we were really scared test karaya wapas aake nahi test was kuch nahi karwaya but we definitely had fever we definitely had cough which didn't go away for a long time right so in all probabilities we got it uh, and and we got over it and i'm sure that is what the truth is we never got tested So we figured out that you just can't be carefree like you used to be and you have to be careful. So we did everything that was required, but uh, we're not unsocial at all. We just we're not going to everyone's place or something, but if someone asks us for lunch, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> good, good, good man, good. Yeah. So just like motorcycling, you really can't throw caution to the wind. Yep. So carefree you may be not, but do ride out with a lot more care. Well, we're out of time here on this ride and need to park it before picking it up again on the next episode. But don't worry. So this as the Musket V Twin is is a twin episode and we loaded already. So, fire away. A big thank you to Hashim Kayum of Karma Yatri for the my way, Vinil Varghese for the soundboard and Gordon May for taking time off to chat us up. Our show has received unprecedented support from people like you and although we don't know or have not met you in person yet we salute you for letting us be a part of this awesome fraternity. Biker Radio Broadcast is India's exclusive podcast celebrating heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders with people stories from the motorcycle community. For those of you who are listening to this show on apps remember 
you would surely do well to make a pit stop at bikerradiorodcast.com that's biker radio broadcast rod stands for radio on demand so it's bikerradiorodcast.com to scoop up a lot more than your apps will facilitate we're looking forward to your visit because we do believe that this is a show where you can listen connect right on i'm sunny and i'm shandy over and out over and out over and out over and out you listening to the bike radio broadcast listen connect right on <laughs>